0: Father, the Son, of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Oh my gosh. So, this morning we hear this gospel to call the 12 apostles and Jesus setting them apart and sending them on their mission. And what was yesterday? What celebr- holiday do we have yesterday? Nice and loud. The 4th of July. What do we celebrate on the 4th of July? Say it louder. The independence of our country? Yes, the independence of our country. So we celebrated freedom, right? And we have fireworks to celebrate. Freedom. We're going to have hot dogs and hamburgers to celebrate. Freedom. Oh, come on, guys. To celebrate. Freedom. One more time. To celebrate. Freedom. All right. We want to be free. We want to be free. Right? So as Americans... We have this idea. We want to do what we want. We want to do what we enjoy. If I want to watch Netflix every night and eat chicken wings for all my life, gain all kinds of weight, have cardiac arrest, that's my right as an American, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to drive a big, huge pickup truck. That's my right as an American. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So we want freedom. And here, our Lord comes the apostles, but it's a different kind of freedom. We think about freedom as the things that we want to do. And a lot of times when we're young, there's a lot of things we don't want to do. Mom tells us, make our bed, ah, clean your room, ah. When you get to be older, come back at a reasonable hour. I hate you, mom and dad, (laughs) right? There's things we don't want to do. And we say, I'm an American, I want my freedom. I'm sure some of you at some point when you're angry at your parents, you're like, this is a free country. So we have this idea of freedom, but the apostles were sent by Jesus to preach a new kind of freedom. So if you think back to the Adam and Eve story, Adam and Eve were in the garden and Eve took this bite of fruit off this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? And she takes this bite because the devil said, hey, God's keeping something from you. He's tricking you. He doesn't want to give you all the things that you can do, all the freedom you might want to have. He's tricking you. And if you eat this piece of fruit, you're going to be like God. And he was like, oh, that sounds wonderful. I want to be like God. So she eats the fruit. (gasps) And her first thought after she realized that might not have been a good idea. She's like, "Uh uh-oh. That might not have been smart. What'd she do? Adam! Comes over. Would you like to take a bite too? He's like, okay. And by the way, if you watch any couple in a restaurant, this is something embedded in human history. The girl will order something and go, oh, this tastes terrible. Honey, try this. Do you have to try it? Yes, it's terrible. Absolutely, it's terrible. Anyway, goes back all the way to the beginning. So, Adam and Eve, unfortunately, after that moment, they became enslaved by some things. They became enslaved by sin. As much as they might have tried to hard to be good, they were made slaves of sin. They were made slaves of demons. And because of that, Their freedom got taken away by sickness, by wars, by pestilences and sicknesses, all these kinds of things that took away their freedom. And obviously, death came into the world because of this misuse of their freedom. You following? And so Christ came as the Son of God, taken flesh. God became a human being to give us what's real freedom. It says, Christ came and told the apostles, you're going to think about the things that happened after the fall. He said, by the way, you, not just me, I'm going to let you do this. You're going to cast out demons. Those demons that held man captive all of those years, all of those millennia, you're going to cast them out through my power. You're going to cleanse lepers. You're going to heal the sick. You're going to give sight to the blind. In some cases, the apostles raised the dead. All of those things were true freedom. True freedom from sin and from the consequences of sin and from death. Spiritual death is the real death. So Christ gives us real freedom. I want you to think very hard as we go through the next week. How many people are the first time you've been to the camp before? First-time campers, let's see who you are. All right, so most of you guys are vets. But I'm going to tell these guys something that maybe you've heard me say before. I'm going to let them know about to watch out for this. This, brothers and sisters, is the miracle of the village. All right? How many of you all that came back, when you came back into the dining hall and you heard that noise, it made you want to cry for joy that you could hear it again? That's how I felt when I walked in the dining hall last night after being away for a year. You come back and you're like, I love this place. Oh my God, I feel so at home here. I feel alive here. And you meet people here. And when you went into your cabin, you probably had this um, little emotion right here. Oh my God, you're the best friends I've ever had in my life. I think I've known you forever. Oh my God, right? You come to church and you want to stay in sway, sing even more hymns. You play hard, you have a wonderful time, and it's almost like everyone starts crying, they don't want to leave. But I want you to think about what this place does that brings that out. And think long and hard over this next week. I always like to say, when you go home, and you're all excited about camp, like, oh my gosh, it was so great, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. And you go home, you try to explain to somebody, one of your friends, what this was like and why you were so excited. Think about it. You're gonna go home and say, oh my gosh, there's so much fun. Like, oh, what'd you do? I woke up early. I cleaned a cabin with probably way too dangerous chemicals for little kids. And I went to church for like an hour. Heard some old priest talk to me about whatever. (laughs) Right? He couldn't even talk because his voice was gone. And we went to breakfast. The food's okay. And we had two hours of Christian education. And then we played games in a field. Like we put this ball on a stick and we tried to knock the ball off. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. And there's like gimme shop where they allow us to have like some candy, but only two pieces. Yeah, gimme shop. An evening program, we'll have a carnival night where we get like powder on our noses from like a card game and they're going look at you like you're crazy. And, and our church services, we do Byzantine chant. It's so beautiful. They're gonna look at you like you're crazy. They look at you like you're crazy, right? And the counselor's gonna take you around go here, don't go there. Ask my permission to go pee. <laughs> right? Think of all the ways that the village, from the perspective of the world, limits your freedom. Right? We want to do whatever we want to do. Ah! But here you don't do everything you want to do. You come to church. You pray. orthros, Vespers. You have Christian ed. And you do all of these things. And I can just tell you from the vantage point of a priest who's kind of an old man now. I watched year after year, session after session, I've been coming back. Back to when I was a counselor. You guys all show up. You got kind of your cool cards and the counselor tells you all the rules. Like, I hate these rules. The camp is stupid. I don't want to get my cell phone up. Why are you taking my cell phone? I want to chew gum all the time. You go from the cool card step to all of a sudden dropping all of that. And it's so beautiful to watch you just live simply and with joy. You come to camp and you live simply and you live with joy. And it's such a joy to watch that happen as a priest. To watch you come to confession and shed tears trying to come back to God is nothing more touching in my life than hearing confessions of, of the campers at this, at this camp. Nothing more precious to me than hearing you sing the services in the chapel. To hear you sing this morning, just to say in peace with us pray Lord, hear the Lord have mercy come from all of you. Nothing more touching in my life. But think long and hard this week about what gives you joy, what it means to have freedom, what it means to be free. Because when we're free from those worldly distractions in life, when we're free from slavery, and by the way, the things we think make us free make us slaves. I'll give you a perfect example. You have a test or homework to do the next day, and you put on some kind of TV show on Netflix. You're like, I'll watch just one show. Just one. You turn it on, that little box comes up in the corner. Next episode in five, four, three. Oh my god! And you click it. Three hours later, you didn't study for your test. And then you're like, oh no, I just made a big mistake. That, my friends, is that one example of the way the world makes us slaves. When you get on your phone and you start clicking on Facebook. <laughs> Now I'll tell you this right now. I read a book. They say Facebook, by the way, drips your likes. Instagram drips your likes. So if you think you have the cutest picture in the world, you're like, oh, my God, me and my friends look so cute right now. And you do that little scrunchy thing. <laughs> you're like, And there's some great backdrop of some place that is so cool and so wonderful. And you put that picture on Instagram. I bet all the 200 people or 300 people, however many, whoever are going to like it, they like it in about the first 10 minutes. But Instagram, social media, they're smart. They drip it like five, 10 at a time because you're opening it up every time to see who liked it. Oh my God, why didn't Sarah like my picture yet? You keep looking, you keep looking. And guess what? Facebook knows, Instagram knows, TikTok, whatever it is, they know you're getting an endorphin squirt. This is kind of cool. It makes you feel good. You get a little squirt, so you keep opening it and opening it and opening it. The next thing you know, you're seeing advertisements And people are paying all these social media money to get you to open that phone over and over and over again. My friends, that is slavery. It is not freedom. And once you think about the definition of freedom while you're here over this week, Christ came to make us free. He came to make us free. Look for that freedom over the course of the next few days. Be obedient to your counselors. Be obedient to each other love each other, care for each other, and have fun and live in this simplicity and this joy. This joy. I'm so happy to be with you. I'm so honored that the church and Father Chris and the camp asked me to come back. I can't tell you how much it means to me to be here with you. So I know I speak for all the clergy. We love being with you. Please take advantage of talking to us. Don't be afraid to come to confession. We want to be here to help you be free and help you be joyful all the time. So may God bless us and grant us a wonderful session. And through these holy apostles that brought us freedom, may our Lord Jesus Christ bring us freedom and salvation. Amen.